0: Good morning, Facebook family. We're excited about this opportunity to share with you the Word of God again today. Thank you for tuning into our broadcast. It is an honor and a privilege to be with you. I want to go ahead and pray as we get ready to go into the Word of God this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you again for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for pouring out your Spirit upon us. Thank you for keeping us another night, allowing us to rise and see your face. God, indeed, you've been blessing us multiple ways and we're grateful and appreciative now father open up our understanding to hear and to obey the word of god amen and amen we're excited the scripture says that indeed when it talks about beloved we wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth i believe that god is indeed desiring us to be prosperous today i want to talk to you from the subject Uh, Listen to this, walking in a way that embraces the kingdom movement. See, I believe that our prosperity is tied to how we walk with the Lord as we embrace the kingdom movement itself. So walking in a way that embraces the kingdom movement. Uh, The scripture says in Proverbs chapter four, verse 11 in the King James, it says, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. So today I want to talk about walking in a way that embraces the kingdom movement. Walking in a way that embraces the kingdom movement. First, I want to bring your attention to several things. We are in a unique place and time in our history. As a people, we are contending with things that are unprecedented there, we have no reference point for some of the things that are happening in our lives. We have no one that we can refer back to and say, has it ever been this way before? Uh, And I'm saying that because one of the first points that I want to talk about as we talk about walking in the way, in a way that embraces the kingdom movement, my first point that I want to really highlight is, where do we get our advice? If we're going to walk in a way that embraces the kingdom movement, Where do we get our advice? The Bible says in Psalms 1 and 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. See, everybody gets their advice from somewhere. Some people take advice from themselves. They feel that they have all of the answers, that they know what to do. But living in an unprecedented situation and time like this, I want to ask you, where do you get your advice? Once again, in Psalms 1 and verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Listen to this. The source of your advice can influence who you stand with and who you end up sitting with. Let me say that again. The source of your advice can influence who you stand with and where you end up sitting. Well, what do you mean, preacher? Well, very simply, the scripture says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, if you don't take the counsel of the ungodly, you're blessed. So that's going to influence, look at this, Nor standeth in the way of the sinners, in in the way of sinners. So, Based on the fact that I didn't take advice from the ungodly, nor did I stand in the way of sinners, I won't end up sitting in the seat of the scornful. So the source of my advice can influence where I stand and who I end up sitting with. That's why it's important to know where do you get your advice from. Proverbs 12 and 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. It's foolish to think that we do not need any advice. All of us need advice. We don't know it all. We don't know everything. We're at a point where we can ask questions. We're at a point where we can Google things. We're at a point where we can reach out to other individuals. But I believe it's a very dangerous time because we find ourselves being social distanced from one another. Hopefully, we've not pulled back from one another so much so that we're not able to get the advice, the godly advice that we need from one another. Proverbs 15 and 22 says, Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. One of the quickest ways to see your plans fail is to ignore good advice. One of the quickest ways to see your plans fail is to ignore good advice. See, because without counsel, purposes are disappointed. People are making plans, and they're trying to do different things and want to do this, that, and the other, but where are you getting your advice from? Because if you're not getting your advice from the correct source, then you're simply setting setting yourself up to see your plans fail and for you to find yourself in a state of disappointment. Proverbs 19 and 20 says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. See, the scriptures teach us To get advice so my question still is where are you getting your advice from number two not only where are you getting your advice from but my next thing is i want us all to recognize not just myself but all of us being wise is a personal choice see if we're going to walk in a way that embraces the kingdom movement that's a personal choice You can't expect everybody to do exactly what you're doing. There's a personal choice involved. Proverbs 3 and 13 says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. So happiness is not because you got something uh, from the store. Happiness is not because, oh, that's a raise. Those things are wonderful. Don't get me wrong. But biblically, the Bible says, happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. Notice, everybody wasn't happy. It's the person who found the wisdom and the one who got the understanding because it's a personal choice. This thing called wisdom, this thing that involves our walk in a way that embraces the kingdom movement, it's personal. It's a personal choice. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 6, 7, 8, and 9. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 6 reads, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. The her that the scripture is referring to is wisdom. But notice this. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. See, it's a personal choice. Verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. Verse 8, exalt her and she shall promote thee. You want a promotion? Exalt wisdom. Lift up wisdom. But see, this is a personal thing. It's It's a personal choice. If you exalt her, she'll promote you. She shall bring you to honor. When thou dost embrace her, verse 9, she shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Notice the benefits of wisdom is personal because not only is it personal because it's your benefit, but it's personal because it was your choice. Understand that you're making a choice for you. It's a personal choice. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 33 says, hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. See, biblical wisdom is hearing instruction and acting upon that instruction. It is not intellect, but it's obedience that makes you wise. Let me say that again. Biblical wisdom is hearing instruction and acting upon it. That's why the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. That's why the Bible says that we should be uh, doers of the word and not just hearers. See, just hearing it is not enough. We need to have hearing of the instruction and then acting upon the instruction. It's not intellect. See, we can't think that wisdom or biblical wisdom is simply us acquiring head knowledge it's not intellect but it's obedience that makes you wise see we heard it and we obeyed it we were doers of what we heard because it's a personal choice you could have someone else sitting next to you they're hearing what you hear but are they choosing to act upon it like you are this is a personal choice See, when we talk about walking in a way that embraces the kingdom movement, it's a personal choice. It's where I'm getting my own advice from. It's where you're getting your advice from. It's us making a personal choice to hear the word of God and to walk in the word of God. Proverbs 9 and 12 says, If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. So each of us are individually responsible for how we handle wisdom. So, In other words, if we're wise, it's going to benefit us. And if we scorn it or mock it or ridicule it, we are the ones who are going to suffer the consequences. It's a personal choice. We either benefit from it or we suffer because of us neglecting it. But it's personal. This is a personal choice on us walking in a way that embraces the kingdom movement. So therefore, I can't expect somebody else to do this for me. I can't expect to, you know, one of the things that uh, used to trouble me as a child growing up is when, I don't know if you've ever had this situation, maybe you have siblings or whatever, and somebody does something wrong and it's kind of like, who did this? And nobody wants to say what it is. And so your parents would say something like, I'm whooping all of y'all in. I'm whooping everybody. I have always felt that that was one of the most unjust things ever, that you punish everybody for something that somebody did. Well, here's what God is saying about wisdom. He says, if you be wise, you shall be wise for yourself. In other words, you're going to benefit from this. But if you neglect it or scorn it, you alone shall bear it. In other words, it's based on how we individually handle wisdom, whether we benefit or suffer from it. Finally, my next question I would like to submit to you is, who are your influencers? Who are your influencers? In Proverbs 13 and 20, the Bible reads, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. See, the people we hang out with can have an effect on us. So it's good to know who are the influences in our lives. Have you ever been around some people and you later on you found out that you kind of began to act a little similar to the way they were acting because of the influence that they had upon your life? I'm not saying that that was necessarily bad, Nor am I saying it was necessarily good. It depends on what kind of influence they were having on me. We should provoke one another to love and good works. We should influence one another to seek the face of God. We should influence one another to love one another, to pray one for another. We should influence one another for these things. But it says, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. In other words, if these are the kind of individuals that you're hanging around, They're going to provoke you to be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. If the people you're hanging around with are foolish, then you are going to be in a predicament because they are on a path for destruction, and that's going to influence you as well. So who are your influences? Proverbs 15 and 12 says, A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. In other words, some people hate to be corrected, so they avoid the very people that can help them. It's not that they don't need correction, it's that they hate to be corrected, so instead of being corrected, they choose to avoid the very people that can help them. It's really an indicator of pride. And the Bible says pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. See, I don't want to be so prideful that I don't want to be corrected. None of us likes to be rejected. Or none of us like to be found in the position of being wrong. But I do want to be corrected because I don't want to ever be in a point where I think that what I'm doing is right simply because I refuse to go and find out what the right thing is. Because I'm full of pride and arrogance. That, indeed, leads to destruction and to a fall, according to the scriptures. So, remember, a scorner loveth not one that reproveth him. Some people don't want to be corrected. They hate correction. And therefore, they, they, they find themselves avoiding anybody that can ever tell them, this is what's right. You want to correct this over here so you'll be doing the right thing. Proverbs 13 and one, as we continue to talk about who are the influencers, the Bible says a wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. I believe that God will always put you with those that will give you instruction. The Bible says a wise son heareth his father's instruction. Excuse me. Not just the father in the natural, but those individuals that are in positions that they can provide you with insight and wisdom to the things of God that can share with you things that will help uh, instruct you in your walk. I believe God will always put us with those that will give us instruction but we have to be careful to not refuse that instruction and choose to not listen to it. See I believe it's better to be told that fire is hot than to get burned by I believe It's better to be told that fire is hot than to be burned by it. See, some people think that, you know, experience is the best teacher. So that means you would rather experience jumping off a cliff with no parachute than to realize that somebody who jumped off and experienced their fatality is not enough to learn from. I believe it's better to be told that fire is hot than to be burned by it. And as I get ready to close, Psalms 119 and 24 says, thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. See, I believe the word of God should always be the greatest influencer in our life. The psalmist said, your testimonies or your word is my delight and is my counselor. See, all of us have influencers in our life. But I want you to know, as a born-again believer, the greatest influencer in our lives should always be the Word of God. Because no matter what, no matter what's changing, no matter what fad may be currently out, no matter when people say, well, that's old-fashioned. Scriptures are never old-fashioned. They are always relevant for the moment that we're in. Because it's always an eternal word. It will be there before us, or it has been there before us. It's there while we're here, and it'll be there after we're gone. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but not his word. So why don't we look at having an eternal influencer, an eternal influence from the word of God always in our lives. It simply means that we'll take the time to know what's in the word of God so we can walk in a way that embraces the kingdom movement. I pray that you've been encouraged by this word today. I pray that you're encouraged to walk in a way that embraces the kingdom movement and not all of these other things that the the world is trying to sell to us as a bill of goods. The world is trying to sell things to us to fill the voids in our respective lives. But I believe that there's no greater uh, opportunity than right now to have the void in our lives filled by God himself. And listen, if you're there and you don't know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, maybe you're experiencing some things in life where you're saying, I don't understand. I'm trying to make good decisions, but it seems like every time I try to do something, it's failing. Maybe because the source of your advice is the wrong source. Maybe you're reaping the benefits of making a personal choice that's wrong. I know it's not necessarily your intent, make bad choices but if you're influenced by the wrong thing then you're going to get the wrong result i want to invite you to a relationship with jesus christ i can promise you this he will never leave you nor forsake you i can promise you this he will always direct you into the right way i can promise you this you will never regret having given your life to jesus christ you will never Ever, ever regret knowing that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is leading and directing your life. Listen, if you want to have a personal relationship with Jesus, I'm going to ask you simply to bow your head and pray with me for a moment. Just repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I have sinned against you. Please forgive me for my sins. I ask that you would come into my life and be the Lord and Savior of my life. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you were buried, and I believe that you rose again on the third day. I believe you are the Son of the living God. Please come into my life, be the Lord and Savior of my life, and fill me with the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. Listen, if you've prayed that prayer, I want you to reach out to us. We look forward to hearing from you, knowing that you have become part of the family of God, knowing that now you have the right advice. Now you have access to all the right advice that you will ever need. Now you can make a personal choice that's going to have uh, consequences that will benefit you as opposed to those that will be detrimental to you. Now you have the greatest influence in your life, which is the word of God. Now you can actually walk in a way that embraces the kingdom movement. And we're grateful and appreciative of you being part of the family of God and we want to welcome you and encourage you. So please reach out to us and we love to hear from you. Listen, we thank you for this time and we honor you for just taking out the time to be with us in this broadcast. I want to encourage you to go online and uh, uh, also participate in our online giving we're grateful for those who, are, who have consistently given and sown into the ministry. Giving is not a loss, but a, a gain. We believe, just like what Jesus says, it's more blessed to give than to receive. If God has positioned us in a position where we can be a blessing, I am grateful and appreciative for it. I want to encourage you to take this time to consider sowing a seed, a seed that would be meaningful to you into the ministry. We understand this, that God has allowed us to be stewards over what he's entrusted to us. But I am more grateful for the opportunity to sow into a place that's doing the work that God's called us to do. And I believe that this is the ground that God has given for your seed. If you wanna be a part of what we're doing, if you wanna be a part of reaching those that are lost and indeed sharing the gospel, I want to challenge you to sow into the ministry you choose the amount between you and God but take the opportunity to sow because we believe that the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive and I believe that God is able to cause all grace to abound towards us because we have partnered with him in the greatest work of all and that's the work of souls. May God bless you and completely enrich your life both now and for all eternity god bless